This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and an executive coach, and today I am delighted to welcome Jamie Tiden to the show. Jamie will talk about her bold vision to advance women of color in the workplace. Jamie, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm really jazzed to talk about all the great things in your area of expertise today. But we have a global listening audience, and I want to level set and give you a chance to tell us about your career trajectory and how you felt supported and sometimes not supported as a woman of color. Well, you know, I whenever I get this question, I like to start by saying that my career path, my career trajectory was not like a straight line. It actually had a lot of twists and turns. And quite honestly, when I started my career, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a banker on Wall Street when I first graduated. Um, And then found my passion over time just through personal interactions in the healthcare space, doing a few roles in consulting, and ultimately growing into a role where I get to focus on um, placing, you know, amazing executives in senior level roles at healthcare organizations on a global scale. Um, and so I took a lot of different personal and professional risks in my career. And the one sort of constant theme throughout was having mentors and sponsors that really guided me, pushed me forward, but also were willing to champion me with their peers and with their superiors for you know, high visibility opportunities that gave me an opportunity to really demonstrate my leadership and showcase my gifts. And without that, I don't think I would have been able to navigate all the different ways my career could have gone. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I focus so heavily on sponsorship, particularly for women of color, because I very much believe it is the key to really increasing diversity at executive levels at organizations across the world. You know, there's a great line in your bio. You say that you're a self-proclaimed kindness champion. And I really appreciate the word champion because I think that for me is at the core of sponsorship. So tell this global audience what sponsorship is because it is unique and different than mentorship. Yes. And it is one question that I get a lot. And what I usually tell people is um, the difference between mentorship and sponsorship, I like to categorize it as the two A's, right? So on the mentorship side, it's really about getting advice. You have an advisor, someone that you can go to if you're starting a new job and you're trying to navigate organizational politics. It's a safe space to get some advice on how to do that. They're really a coach for you. So as you're progressing in your career and you're thinking about different opportunities, again, it's that safe space you can go to get some unfiltered you know, advice on how to do that in a smart way. It's typically a lower risk sort of relationship, right? And mentors love being asked to mentor. I mean, it's something that's very enriching where they can impart their own knowledge and their experience helping you to really uh, go through a lot of the challenges that they might have in a a smarter way. On the other side, there's sponsorship. And the second A is around advocacy. It's really about having someone that's willing to take action on your behalf, whether it's getting a promotion at work, 
navigating, um, you know, challenging, you know, salary negotiations, someone who has the influence and the capital to be able to uh, help you achieve some of those career goals. Um, someone who's willing to, you know, pound the table for you, pick up the phone and calling their boss and saying, hey, Caroline, I really think that that she deserves this promotion. And here's why I've experienced working with her and she's fantastic. And they're willing to put their name and their brand behind you to help you achieve your professional career goals. So again, mentorship is around the advice, getting some smart coaching on how to navigate your career. And then I would say um, on the sponsorship side, it's more about advocacy, someone who's willing to, to take that action on your behalf. Thank you for, for clarifying the difference there. So how does one earn an opportunity to have a sponsor be their advocate? You know, I think it comes down to a couple of different things, right? So sponsorship is, again, different than mentorship in that it's not something that you typically outwardly ask someone to do, right? I want you to be my sponsor. It's very common to ask someone to be a mentor. Sponsorship comes from doing table stakes excellent work, right? So as you are working on projects or delivering projects, really being excellent in your ability to do that and having that magnetism that people see by being able to know that you can deliver amazing work. The other piece to it is around your network. And I can't um, underscore this enough when it comes to finding sponsors. Being able to work your internal and your external networks, introducing yourself, sharing some of your career goals and what your aspirations are is absolutely key to finding sponsors. The other piece to it is being able to know who is a good sponsor. Um, and I talk about this a little bit in my book where I call it the five C's of great sponsorship. And these are five characteristics that you as a person should be looking to um, find in your next sponsor. So really quickly, um, number one, um, are they committed to you? Are they willing to pound that table for you and advocate on your behalf? Do they have courage? Are they willing to speak up in those meetings where they're identifying rising talent and mentioning your name? Um, are they connected? Do they have networks that are wide or deep and they're willing to share their networks with you and be unconditional and unapologetic in doing so? Um, do they have capital? Are they you know, socially and politically savvy? Do they understand that power and that influence that they have? And probably the one that I feel is even most important is around being candid. Is a sponsor being willing to be candid with you about your ability to be sponsored? Are you ready for that sponsorship? Have you really demonstrated your brand and your values to where someone feels comfortable sponsoring you? So I think those three things are the are the the real uh, foundations, I would say, to being able to step into sponsorship. Jamie, the last few years, and even before that, but there's been a there's been a particular spotlight in the last few years. There has been increasing talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. Some organizations add belonging to that acronym, DEIB. And when I read your book, I, I really got the sense that you believe that executive level sponsors need to be the ones changing this narrative and, and putting the walk behind the talk. And you are particularly passionate about increasing sponsorship for women of color in yeah. healthcare over the next decade. And you've got this awesome 
um, concept of 100 by 2030. Yeah. So that's a massive information dump to this global audience. First, tell us about why it's so important to really amplify the voices of BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. And then tell us about 100 by 2030. Yes, um, great question. And I think um, you know, obviously here in the U.S., um, but also globally, there's been more talk about DEI. And one of the reasons why I think it's so critical is, you, you know, when you look across organizations and you look at senior leadership and who has the power and the influence uh, to impact consumers, to impact patients, to impact the broader community, um, you're seeing an appetite for greater representation, greater diversity, because we all know and research shows that when you do have greater diversity, it positively impacts the bottom line of a business. It positively impacts the ability to connect more broadly within the community. And so amplifying the voices of underrepresented is, is absolutely critical to achieving that representation. Um, going beyond simply amplifying those voices is putting um, you know, diverse populations into senior level roles where you can have a greater voice and greater influence. Um, and so I focus on that a lot in my book because I remember going to a conference, it was a healthcare conference many years ago, and I go every year and every single year you see the same statistics around how low representation is at a lot of different organizations. And there's a lot of, you know, action that is mentioned that you should do, right? Uh, mentoring, um, providing programming, um, increasing the pipeline. And it's starting to sound, and not starting, I think it has sounded like a broken record. Um, and I believe that as an executive, you have a responsibility on building for the future. And if the future, if you truly believe that the future includes diverse populations, then what can you do as an executive to take action? Rather than talking about the problem, acknowledging the problem, it's really about what power you have as an individual executive to do that. And I do believe that sponsorship is key to that. Um, so back at the beginning of 2020, and this was before the unfortunate events of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and others, um, I had said, I'd done some reflecting over the holidays. I had benefited as an executive from being mentored and sponsored. And sponsorship had really been impactful in my career on, on, in getting noticed and getting promoted that I wanted to pay it forward. I said, I'm an executive um, and I know that I've benefited from it. So how can I do that? And that leads me into my public sort of um, commitment to sponsoring 100 women of color in healthcare by 2030. And I wanted to make it a big, robust goal because I felt that that would hold me accountable as a leader, but also hopefully to inspire others, whether you make a commitment to sponsor one or 100, you're really making a commitment to take action. Um, and so I'm coming up on the three years that we've been um, you know, moving forward with this initiative. I'm proud to say that I've been able to sponsor 35 women of color, um, which is amazing and helping them get board seats and speaking engagements and some new positions at companies that they would have never imagined. Um, and not to brag, because this is not about me personally bragging, it's more about how I've been able to be supportive is really working my network and making some of those introductions and again, leaning into my mentorship and giving coaching, but also being willing to make some of those introductions and those phone calls and nominations for opportunities. 
Um, and I think every executive has the ability to do that when you think about your network. So I would say that the, the commitment is more around the taking of action of an executive. Well, thank you for being such an awesome role model. And Jamie, we'll be right back after a quick break. I'd like to tell this global audience about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn using my special code CDHWORK. The Lipson team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Special code CDH work. Hello there. It's Caroline Dowd Higgins. I know that hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who can customize content to meet your goals and someone who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Meeting planners around the world have recognized me for being easy to work with and uniquely suited to create dynamic programming for your needs. My style is high energy and engaging with practical takeaways that participants can implement in their lives and careers immediately. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create healthy workplace cultures, or prevent burnout in your organization, I create customized content to help recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. From the boardroom to the training room or the convention hall, I will help your audience thrive. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So, Jamie, you truly are an inspiration. Walk in the walk. And 35 women who have benefited from your sponsorship is incredible. What I learned from your book, you know, I classically think of the very senior level individuals who are sponsors. But talk to me about peer level sponsorship and mid-level leaders who can also embrace sponsorship, paying it forward to help others. Absolutely. And I think this is a really important concept because a lot of times when people think about sponsorship, they do think about that senior level C-suite leader or VP that's able to make things happen for you because of their positional power within an organization, but also because of the influence that they have. And peer sponsorship is really about supporting the, the women and men at your level, right? So how can you create opportunities for someone that you work with that you know is fantastic, that you know is looking for opportunities? And peer sponsorship is really about that. It's about paying it forward and finding ways to do that. And I've found that peer sponsorship works very well with, again, people that you've worked with, that you know um, and feel comfortable with and how it actually manifests is maybe you're given an opportunity to let, let's say speak at a national conference and perhaps it's on a topic that might not be right up your alley, but calling that person that you know in your network that would benefit from that and give them an opportunity to showcase their expertise or nominating them even for that is a great way to do peer sponsorship. And what's great is that peer sponsorship really is founded on, again, tapping into your networks. 
Um, and you'll be surprised once you start looking at your networks, whether you go on to LinkedIn or you think about the people that you've engaged with over your career, just making a warm introduction is absolutely key. The other thing that happens in peer sponsorship is, again, starting to step up into your bravery and your courage. So when you're in you know, a meeting where you have a colleague of yours that's offering her point of view, supporting her point of view physically, you know, actually saying the words in the meeting and championing her is another way to do that. So you don't have to be at a senior level to start practicing what I call acts of sponsorship. Um, you can do that at any level. And by the time you get to whatever level you aspire to be, that muscle memory will be there and it'll just be part of your leadership style. I love that because there's a myth out there that you and I both agree is a myth in that diversity is not a pipeline issue. There are incredibly talented, diverse candidates and women in particular. And what I'm hearing you say is that sponsorship will help make the changes that we've all been talking about. That's absolutely right. And, um, you know, I think it gives it's like running nails across the chalkboard when I hear people talk about a pipeline or it's a pipeline issue, because once you get, you know, diverse populations into your organization, it's really incumbent upon you to, to retain them. It's more than just recruiting them in. It's how are you creating the environment for them to flourish? And I believe that sponsorship is the way to do that. And I love this this incremental acts of sponsorship, right? So these can be small, stackable things that that really add up. So I'd, I'd love to take a little personal road trip here. What was your best advice that you received uh, in your career? And I'm sure you've gotten so much advice, but what's one thing that you think this audience can learn from that really helped you? Yeah. Well, actually, the best advice I got in my career was from my mother, um, who used to tell me, you know, As you continue on whatever path it is that you're on from a career or even a personal perspective, always bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people expect um, others to invest in them uh, before they invest in yourself. And And I think that you really have to believe, not just believe in yourself, but take the time for your wellness, whether it's mental, financial, professional, to to really invest in you, because that's how you develop that confidence. And that's how you exude that confidence so that others can also believe in you as well. And I wouldn't expect anyone else to believe in me if I'm not willing to do the same for myself. So I think that's the best advice I've gotten in my career. That's awesome. Go mom. (laughs) That is great. (laughs) Well, and you really are a wellness champion as well as being an award-winning strategist and and culture leader and and sponsor advocate. So I have a question because I like to go vulnerable with my guests and humanize all of you because you're doing such extraordinary work and people listening around the world are saying, okay, how, how do I get there? How do I improve? How do I get to that? that pinnacle role. So the question, Jamie, is tell tell us about something that was a failure or a misstep in your professional career. But most importantly, how did you recover? Yeah. You know, I, I go back, you know, several years to when I was leading a team um, and I made the mistake of um, trying to use my position to influence the team, right? So instead of being vulnerable, like you say, and connecting with people on an interpersonal level, I was new in my leadership role and I thought that I could lay down the hammer with my team to get work done because of the actual position that I held. 
And what that did was it alienated the team, right? It definitely created a rift between my ability to get work done and done on time. Um, and I think a lot of new leaders fall victim to that because you're so excited that you get, you know, an amazing new role or title. Um, and you might have a lot of stress yourself and being able to perform and showcase that you're a bit, you know, your ability to lead. Um, and so how I recovered from that is I really took a lot of time for introspection. I leaned on a mentor of mine to coach me through how to turn things around from a team perspective. And I went individually to every team member and spent time sharing more about my professional journey, asking for help. So being vulnerable and asking for their gifts as well. And over time, developed relationships with everyone on the team to where we became a cohesive team together and they felt confident in my ability to lead. So it was taking a little bit of humbleness um, to reflect on my leadership style and how I can be more effective, developing those individual relationships, and then demonstrating over time that I could be trusted. And in doing so, was able to help the team thrive. Oh, that's awesome. Jamie, thank you for that. I have learned so much from you today, and I want to tell this global audience about your book. It's called Inclusive Sponsorship, A Bold Vision to Advance Women of Color in the Workplace. And of course, it is available on Amazon and all major book retailers. And Jamie, what I love about this book is it it's really a playbook to help people understand how to put this into practice. Thank you for spending your time with me today and for being incredible. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Your Working Life is now available on all major podcast platforms, and I want to hear from you, so let me know how we're doing. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And I want to give a special shout out to my extraordinary Your Working Life colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We now have listeners in 16 countries around the world. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.